cross the finish line and drop the checkered flags as we return to another ticket tape marching band all you can drink kegs episode of dead men rolls nose crits uh, this is your gm mc patrick here the party host with the most and joining me in celebrating their victory and earning their stripes are my four pirate fellows of Gilbert, rebecca seth and tyler hey how you doing hello how are hello. you doing yeah yeah i get to make the arg and now it's not weird yeah we need to talk about this Gilbert. you you say, you say are on cosmic crit way too often <laughs> <laughs> for a non-pirate i always wish i was playing pathfinder second edition <laughs> <laughs> skull and shackles can't be beat uh, hey, yeah. uh starfinder second edition win paizo Oh yeah, <laughs> gotta wait for like the ten year anniversary or whatever. So we're, we're still. I mean, five years. It. We're five years out. <laughs> right, right. God, I can't uh, oh Lord, we're old. Long. Oh God. Yeah, he's <laughs> old, old, old as can be. Guys, we did level up last week. We're not going to talk too too much about new things that you have as we have a lot of kind of housekeeping to get to and wrapping up book three and which was tempest rising and starting book four the isle of empty eyes i'm very excited for this transition these two are kind of some of my favorite books here i really liked what into i liked getting in to becoming a pirate but i just started playing Elden Ring when we're recording this and uh, going through book four I'm like oh my goodness this is this is just a giant from software game (laughs) that you guys are (laughs) rushing into Oh, don't you usually harp on us for making non evergreen content? (laughs) (laughs) I do but Elden Ring is like game of the decade so (laughs) I am cool with it. All right, you know I I've I've been playing the heck out of it as well. I I do enjoy it a lot, but um, Island Island of Empty Eyes by Neil Spicer is what we're we're gonna be starting up here. That that evokes really weird imagery to me because like I think about like an empty eye socket, but what is an empty eye? Empty eyes, plural. We shall see, but. Yeah, let's. Are you guys ready to get back into it? Get pick up where kind of we left off. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly. Last week uh, we finished the race, and this week's episode starts on an amazing sight. Imagine, if you will, a flotilla of over two dozen sailing ships, all flying pirate flags of various shapes and sizes and colors pennants from all over the shackles at the head of this massive floating procession of, of the sailing ships into the the cove of, of port peril is the the winner of this year's free captain regatta the tide breaker her crew already just sauced up to the gills enjoying <laughs> the the pay for their win we talked about the the total purse coming out to 800 gold pieces and i don't think we talked too much about the cut of, of what the, the crew would get for that. But if you gave them what uh, a quarter of that and, and kept 600 for yourself as officers and captains, that works out to be eight to 10 gold pieces per crew member for the race, you know, to, to risk their lives. I don't know if that is a number that sits right with you, but mm-hmm. adding to that, the, the money you got from the wreck of the Brian Banshee, the other raids you've made in the last few months and, Several of the the crew are riding high with heavy coin purses 
As, as you make your way into the port, a, a parade of sorts of all the returning racers that have survived the regatta begin a long march through the streets of Eastwind, then past the purveyors on Market's Row into the less prosperous Beggar Briar, and further deep into the city where the, the pirate lord known as the Master of Gales has sought to bring you to honor you as the winner of this year's race. As you're walking to Grimshaw, Jack says, Oh, hey, why, hello, then. Uh, a lad can get used to this fame and adoration of you. In fact, uh, I can feel it going t- straight to me head, I can. Indeed. I didn't think it would ever take much for something to go straight to your head. Yeah, I'd, I'd take the flask away from him. <laughs> Does his head start to, like, inflate? Like, he just pulls another one out of his pocket. There's just, oh, like, no. endless amounts here. He's, he's <laughs> like, scrimshaws another flask. I'm a 13-year-old with uh, lots of gold coins. Can't tell me what to do. You're not my father. (laughs) You guys are led to a a large, almost open-air structure, a massive temple of sorts to Besmara, where you see the petrified wood of an ancient ship's timbers kind of rising from the ground, like arcing arching fingers or a rib cage, perhaps, the, the remains of maybe a shipwreck or or something of that that nature, those beams forming the pillars and supports of this massive structure. And if this were a ship, it would be large enough to fit giants, probably one and a half times the length of the Tidebreaker, double as wide. So we're talking 30 or 40 feet wide in, in parts. A massive vessel that creates a massive hull. And I kind of like that this is indeed a perhaps the Church of Besmara here in, in Port Peril. Uh, this is a, oftentimes how Viking churches, I think, were made. They they turned over their longboats to form the, the roof of, of buildings, and that architecture has followed through centuries. Inside, you see tables and benches, pews and, and bars, and in the center of this, this temple, a raised stone dais upon which there is a, a massive pool, and in its center, a uh, large but simple piece of branching coral that seems adorned with jewelry and medallions and other pieces of worn gold and silver. And you see a a, a, a male priest of Besmara constantly kind of taking a bucket from the pool and, and, and pouring it over this still living coral. Sandar will come up uh, behind you and say, uh, uh, this be the, the birth of the sea wraith. Legend has it that this was perhaps the first attempt Besmara had at making her famous ship, crafted it with all sorts of magics and, and shaped by the hands of giants. But whatever this ship was, it, it is indeed one of the largest you'll have ever seen. If this was a precursor for the Sea Wraith, perhaps they made that ship even larger. You can you can feel the mystical energies here, though. This is a place of reverence for the sea and, and piratedom as a whole. You guys are given a round of applause as you see many uh, a pirate face that you know here. Pirate captains, free captains from other vessels. Alaris in the back, you see Pierce Jarrell waiting, a drink in each hand. The the pirate lord, your sponsor, Tessa Fairwind in the back with her bodyguards as well. And a crow flies into the room. And suddenly there's a this large rowdy crowd parts. And you see the, the Master of Gales standing in the center dais. And he bids you all step forward and Cassius to, to come forward and, and kind of take a knee at the the, the shrine. 
Okay. What what's Cassius's fit? You know you're coming to some kind of metal <gasps> medallion ceremony. It's he is obviously donned his high fashion of finiest clothes. Oh. Um, so not not Captain Casual. It's a It uh, is not Captain regalia. Casual. Captain it is, Casual. It is, it is full full regalia. His uh you know, he has numerous you know rings and things on his on his hands as well as you know um rings and things yeah he's got golden trinkets hanging off of his hat that he's added on as well as uh things of of silver decorating his cuffs and collars the man only knows flashy not necessarily well-to-do fashion I like I like your deck to the nines next to you. Itchy toe Greg is just like picking his nose with his pinky <laughs> finger. Just really digging for gold there. <laughs> yeah, the master of gales, you know, like calls out and his voice kind of like echoes, even though n- nobody else seems to hear as he says, it is my honor as officiant of this year's free captain Dragata to announce this year's winner. It's Captain Cassius Bell and the crew of the Tidebreaker. Here's to all the competitors and all those whose bodies and souls came into the sights of the Great Eye and whose lives were extinguished. To them and to the Lady of the Sea and all who sail it, huzzah! There's a, a massive cheers as, as people bring their drinks up and scream huzzah in the crowd. The, the, the priest of Besmara kind of steps forward and has a small treasure chest in, in their their hands and the master of gales opens it up and, and takes from it what looks like a a silver plated uh, shackle uh, a single manacle with a broken chain coming out from it and kind of holds it above his head for everyone to see and then ceremoniously gives it to Tessa Fairwind who steps up and brings it over to you Cassius and gives you a a kiss on the cheek maybe a pat there before placing it on your wrist. You see Sandara Quinn kind of wrinkle her nose uh, when she kisses you and mutters under her breath. like, oh, they're, they're on kissing terms now. Hey, yeah. But uh, this is a a ceremonial shackle given to you as, as winner of the race. Awesome. And it goes very well with your existence. Does it, does, does it give me like plus five to lying all the time? I would enjoy that bonus. <laughs> No, but if the Master of Gales speaks the command word, it actually snaps you to the other half of it. No matter where you are. Kinky. I mean, we can make this a, a magical item if you if you want to infuse it with some some energies, for sure. It's a, oh, I should. I, I should. imagine a Besmaran magical item. It definitely has some nice. energies about it, but you know w- what it does is look expensive. Not <laughs> nice. as cool as my boat hat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not a boat hat. <laughs> you really got fleeced on on that. Couldn't get the boat hat. That's okay. Yeah, you just you just picked that hat up, and this one you had to do an entire race for. That's true. Uh, no, yeah, Cassius will throw the you know he'll hold it up triumphantly, I suppose, on as it's placed you know after it's placed on his arm. I suppose he'll have to roll his sleeve up a little bit for that. So I guess that would reveal some of his his tattoos, which are. Maybe. However, waves dance happily on a tattooed body. That's that's what they're looking like. Oh yeah, it's just like a moving gif at this point. Not maybe fully lit up, but is a rolling. Tessa will, yeah, she'll show you off to everyone and and and, and lead a, a cheers and say, oh, "Well, may the Isles stand free for 
a thousand years more and let no chain ever hold us again. And may the, the winds fill our sails and our holds fill with plunder. You hear Pierce Jarrell calling out from the back and say, and may our, our cups never run out of rum, too. And everyone has a chuckle as music starts to play and, and pirates dance and sing. Begin a long drinking session. <laughs> uh, the start of a long drinking session. Scrimshaw Jack is doing a jig. His owlbear heartshorn, you know, kind of plays on a, a squeeze box. Just just like two notes in and out. Throughout this entire process, this this this, this ceremony, Honto has had a... He's been he's been possessing body language that and an expression that 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 delivers disgust, but pride at the same time. If that makes sense. So like like how my parents look at me. What? Thank you, Seth, for bringing that up. I I guess I don't. No, no, I don't. <laughs> pride and yeah, disgust. Look, look, pride and disgust is a is a very specific trigger for Patrick. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Wasn't that 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 was that book about the ladies in the cottage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pride and disgust. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not pride and, and pride. Yeah, they're uh, the one of them was going to marry the uh, Mister Darndy or something. Yeah. How how dare you bring up my <laughs> my ex fiance Bert? <laughs> I was so full of disgust, but he was so proud. <laughs> um. Yeah. Would Honto partake if, say, boiled meats and day-old bread and wine and cheeses and pickled roots and fresh fruits are brought out? Laid Probably as, like a, as much as was expected. To, like He's going to follow social cues, but he's also going to try to find opportunities to slowly slink back into being unnoticed. But there's charcuterie to, to graze. There's so much grazing to be had here. Yeah, what what else do you guys want to do during the party? Who who are you talking to? Are are you you're chatting amongst yourselves? Are you hobnobbing with other ships? What do you guys want to do here? I think Alaris would. I mean, having been in the Temple of Besmara, would take a moment to pay respects to her own goddess of Desna, um, especially considering how lucky she feels that she was uh, at the very end of that race. It, it seemed like a really close call to her and for Cassius to be sort of out of the race for a minute. Alaris felt very much like Desna had been with her in that moment and yeah, she would take some time to you know, quietly pay her respects and maybe duck out from the crowd for a minute to do so. Uh, yeah, you rolled rolled very well in that reflex save not to get blinded. <laughs> so I'm looking at I wonder what that feels here. like. Yeah. <laughs> sure. As opposed, sure would have, to sure would have loved to know uh, what uh, what that would have felt like. That would have been cool. Someone else here, I won't name names, does not worship the god of luck in a, a dice-based game. <laughs> There's obviously one correct answer, and you chose poorly. <laughs> I chose very poorly. I mean, I know Cassius would be definitely just being a menace. Just going among... I mean, going to obviously he would come and buy all of Pierce Jarrell's crew around as a thank you for helping them in a time of dire straits. So he makes sure to get them all soaked and on the floor <laughs> as, as best as he can and, you know, gives gives them praise and thanks. Aye, aye, and he is happy to have done it. He can explain a little bit of the the history of his running the race 
Now this has been the third time to you if, if you're interested in and how an old sea captain named Olivier helped him out in a similar situation. Cool. Alaris's uncle Olivier. What else? What's Man, Candoso uh, doing? Yeah, yeah, Jabir. What's what's oh, what's Candoso our resident? is Candoso is showing off in the finest of fashions. Uh, me and Mahim are uh, standing up on a table. We're regaling everyone with the tales of how Candoso and Mahim took, <laughs> took down the big old the big. The big turtle, turtle monster. I the heart, the Werner Herzog, as I believe what it was called. <laughs> I didn't even have to use my blade. I just stared at the thing from a nice safe distance. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the ship, and I then I thought that perhaps the ship would look better under the water. Under the water, and so <laughs> yeah, and everyone, so I'm, everyone, I'm like, no, stop, give it up for Seb's dynamite. Werner Herzog. That's actually a pretty oh, good, come on. pretty good, pretty good no. Werner Herzog. <laughs> to get into his mindset these days, I say, I want to see the baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would like to see the baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, what else? What else is Candelso doing? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm uh, hoot, hooting up a storm, and uh, I've been laying off the hooch. On the uh, on the, on the boat these days. Early on, it got a little went a little to my head. I'm taking the week the weekend off, and uh, <laughs> this entire last few days sailing back to Port Peril. Yeah, you've been noticing Rosie Cuswell giving you some glances, and here tonight she's hovering around you, kind of cursing to herself under her breath. And when when you look in her direction, she kind of shoves off and and flees into the crowd. Hmm. Well, let's see here. Most of the ways that I have of tra- traversing crowds are pretty <laughs> rat, rat based. You turn into a rat. <laughs> oh, I was, was going to say, I was going to say, pretty, pretty uh, ostentatious. You know, <laughs> I ride over there on a phantom steed, or I, <laughs> I ride a powerful wave across the room, or something like that. So, uh, to the extent that that he can be discreet, Candoso perhaps uh, gestures wildly with his with his drink and splashes it upon the table and uh, says, oh, looks like I'm empty! <laughs> and uh, climbs down, uh, walks uh, walks in the direction of Rosie Cuswell. Yeah, she'll, I mean, she tries to evade you for a while and then as soon as she does you've got your back oh, turned. Oh, I'm making, I'm making a survival check. <laughs> she comes up to you. I did ask for a roll, but I think you know, this is a social situation. You you roll me society or something. Some kind of lore. Hey, 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 hey. In some cases, society is survival. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for like tracks or like if like threads <laughs> of her, of her, like threads of her, her uh, scarf got caught on, on like a thorn somewhere, perhaps. I just imagine you down on all fours, just like sniffing the dirt while everyone else is yeah. drinking. This is, getting, this is, this is turning into a real midsummer night's dream. <laughs> he's, he's, he's literally got Candoso's face, but he has like a wolf nose. He's just like, <laughs> I'll find you. I'll find you, Cuswell. No, as you're looking for her, she does eventually appear behind you, looking very flustered, and then just kind of curses in your face and plants a big red lipsticky kiss on on your cheek and says, Mr. Kentoso, I just wanted to bloody well say I find you handsomer than a hoary horseshoe crab. Uh, Thank you for 
for fighting off the giant turtle and, and keeping us alive. That's the most romantic thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> oh, God, she blushes. She blushes. I mean, it looks like he bloodied her cheeks with with blush as she darts back into the crown. And uh, some of the other pirates from the ship, you see Mahim kind of patting her on the back and be like, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good round one. That was a good round one. You'll get him. You'll get him. It'll be a good. It'll be around two now. It's good. Uh, no. Sandar. Sandar. I, 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 I go. I go and fi- I go and fill up my drink anyway. <laughs> yeah. No. Sandar is there with a pitcher, and she says, "Oh, she's been drinking liquid courage the last few days to try and make a move, Kando. So, plenty of ladies and gentlemen on the ship that wouldn't balk at a roll in the hammock with you and some of the other officers, myself included. Any any thoughts entertaining those notions or?" Is your kind married to the sea? I honestly, I do not know. Are you, are you allowed she was, to... She was uh, literally asking if, if he wants to, to get down with a crew member. Like, is that is that what's happening here? <laughs> there are like eight or nine of us who are just like, we're ready. In you my know? <laughs> mind, the pirates are also just like dirty hippies. Like, you go below decks and stuff is going down in the dark. Once the, Anybody, the dirty ship lights... Dirty? <laughs> I didn't stutter, Seth. Dirty? <laughs> sexy. Hippies. <laughs> I that dirty, sexy, things. unwashed. <laughs> uh, well, most definitely <laughs> haven't no. brushed their teeth in at least twelve years. <laughs> Gosh, this is so apt. Yes, this is why um, there there should not know? be uh, ripped bodice pirate books because they were not hygienic. <laughs> it is not an attractive thing. Yeah, um, uh, you know, if that's how you want to picture it. Uh, yeah, but she, she'll she'll ask you, Candoso, if if ye be interested in uh, in in letting in in some other folks and into your your private life, not just sex or or what have you, but getting getting to know more of the crew. I yeah, I I, I think I think Candoso is a, a little 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 personal, little personal, but I think it's, the point is well taken. Perhaps I should get to to, to know my crew members a little better if. For no other reason than I'm not totally blindsided by somebody calling me a hoary horseshoe crab. Handsomer than one. Even handsomer than one of those, yeah. Which is really, I mean, I mean, that's touching, really, when you think <laughs> about it. They have a copper bla- copper-based blood system. I know, that's so useful. Horseshoe I crabs mean, are great. They're great. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, I, I, look, Kendoso is a, is a one creature man. You know that creature is a dragon turtle named Werner. I, I like the uh, the Werner song. <laughs> right, right. And my so, and I, my I, I love like, is like at the bottom of the sea. But I but the I distinction of of creature, not humanoid. Just I'm just to, saying. Just I'm just saying that that ty- that Triceratops. There we had something. We had something. There was something special between us. Yeah, it's not weird if you can talk to animals and they give consent. <laughs> then it's totally cool. It's a very different situation. That's fine. We'll come back to you. We'll come back to Kando. So we, I feel like we've gotten off track here. Uh, what, what about uh, Captain Cassius and uh, Laris? You guys have any uh, poignant uh, conversations while getting soused? Yeah, I, I think once you know, maybe Cassius prides himself away from Pierce Jarrell's crew at some point, and as he's kind of walking, maybe his. He'll find uh, Alaris and he'll hand her a drink. He doesn't care if she has one already. She can she can hold two. He just hands her another one 
and uh, he gestures to like the the entire party and like the the he points to like several members of the crew celebrating or um you know Rosie Cuswell looking flustered over there and mm-hmm. he says seeing seeing all the crew happy and merry seeing everything that winning this regatta has done how does it how does it feel knowing that you were the one responsible for bringing about such merriment for the crew you being the one who took the helm and guided the ship across the finish line. Well, I certainly had Desna by my side in those final moments, but beyond that, it was, suffice to say, a team effort. I mean, I only took us across the finish line. There was everything that you did before that. Ah, yes. Running us into a dragon turtle, crashing into a reef be among those things that I accomplished as well, but... You know, Laris, it's it's good to be humble, and of course, it's it's always good to to pay the gods their dues. <laughs> Certainly, wouldn't want Besmara on on me bad side either, or on her being maybe on her hers. But at the same time, although I couldn't see much, I do know that what happened on the ship was simply a result of all the hard work and the effort you've put in over the months and long weeks we've we've sailed together now, and you have come quite a long ways from never setting foot aboard a ship to being able to steer one such as the Tidebreaker to not only overtake but win this race against the Wormwood. That is no that is no small feat. And there's not a god, goddess, nor pirate captain that should take away the pride you feel from that. That is something that, that you earned. It is yours, and it is worth celebrating. And he, like, raises a, a glass and hits one of yours drunkenly. I hadn't thought about it that way. It means a lot. It, I, I can't tell you how much it means to hear you say that. I, I, I hope that I've done my uncle proud. I think if he could have seen you with the sails billowing and crossing that line, he would have felt a very deep pride. Heck, if I could have seen at the time, I probably would have felt the pride as well. And he laughs. Disgust and, uh, and pride. <laughs> the, the only two emotions pirates have. <laughs> he says. Uh, he says, "You know, Laris, I have I'm a no pirate. You can't. You can't put that on him. No, 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 no. <laughs> if it walks like a duck and quacks, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, Laris. You know, I have a much, although it'd be a much smaller ship. I do have a another ship. You are you aware of that? Have I told you that? No. Where is it? Mm, it is in a bad shape somewhere amongst one of the one of the an island." Near somewhere near here, yeah, it's a, it's like the Northern Iron Island of uh, it's like Crescent Harbor side yeah. of, of Port Peril. I you it, said uh, the Northern Ireland. For it a was. Moment. I was like, mm. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was a ship I first sailed into the Eye of Abendigo, and it came out in pieces with me adrift with it. I do have plans one day to to fix that ship to take to run up colors on it and and sail it again. And I think when that day comes, I hope that you will, at least my, my dream and my hope, is that you will take over this ship. You, you can't be serious. The Tidebreaker? <laughs> I mean, I, I think Cassius, you know, laughs and, and he says, Lasts even though you may not have the experience that, that I do or someone like Barnabas has. You have a raw talent and I can't think of anyone else who would, who would be better than to captain this ship someday than you. And it certainly isn't my fate to to walk these decks for forever. But uh, I know 
today is not the day that 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 happens, but I hope one day I, you will be Captain Alaris of the Tidebreaker, and I will raise many mugs that day in celebration when it comes. Well, I hope that it's sometime in the future, but I can't tell you enough that it's been honestly a childhood dream come true to sail alongside you. You've been an incredible teacher and will continue to do so, and I am honored to sail alongside you. Getting misty-eyed. Cassius laughs and he says, we're going to do great things, lass. I know it. God. But at this point, I can see that Captain Drell is eyeing me to leave, so I will take my I will take my leave and go cause mischief elsewhere. Oh, he's shooting oh. daggers your way. Well, <laughs> before you go, I have Clear to say, out. we've already done great things together. Here's to more. More journeys that on we the have. seas. That we have, lass. Yes, yes. Form bonds of friendship that last until one or both of you die. That is what that is what I want as GM. Oh, it's definitely Cassius. <laughs> Basically, I just pl- I just planned my will right there, Patrick. I hope you're uh, well aware. <laughs> yeah, no, Kovic's not becoming the the next captain. That's All right, sure. so now Alaris needs to kill Cassius so that she can. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> undercut that that just that kidding, moment of uh, beauty. Stab him right in the back. Sharpen your blade. Yeah, no, indeed. Pierce Shrell will come up after this this scene, give you another drink here, and 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 cheers to your good fortune, Alaris, and says, Oh why, here's to the first mate of the Tidebreaker. We know the captains get the glory, but hopefully the mates get the the adoration and the money they deserve. To Alaris Bellbreaker. Here here. We had a bit of help, as you know. But uh, I appreciate the adoration nonetheless. I I I, I did the best that I could, and even after helping you all out, I nearly ran the the salty flagon aground on the shark's teeth, and I wouldn't have been any chance to, to beat Barnabas Harrigan, even if I hadn't. So I'd like to think that doing doing right by you, I, I did right by helping someone else beat, beat Harrigan. I, I can't believe uh, from what I heard, it's, it's quite amazing. Uh, a little birdie told me, Alaris, that... It wasn't Cassius piloting the Tidebreaker across the finish line, but it was you yourself. Is there is there any truth in that tale? There is some truth. I had to take over at the very last moment. It was very fortunate. I can't, can't believe... I, I figured Barnes Harrigan would, would do anything, all manner of foul things to win, but I wouldn't think he would blind your captain to win the race. What a, a, a dirty, rotten scoundrel. <laughs> yes, he's a very, very evil man. I, I, well, that's exactly what happened. So, a survivor from the the Bonnie Witch claims that the Wormwood rammed into their ship, and now she's at the bottom of the sea, all hands on deck, save for one poor cabin boy managed to cling to a piece of wood till he was rescued. Anyway, did my magical stone keep you safe? Did it give you the luck that that you needed? Yes, I believe it did. So I'm happy. very grateful. Well, like I said, if I was not able to cross that finish line first, I'm glad you all were. And I'll take this as a symbolic victory <laughs> over us beating Harrigan together. Cheers. Huzzah. Huzzah. Yeah. Huzzah. Drink it up. Yeah. The, Insert the mesh. very flirtatious. You, you are a winner as well. Let me take mm. you to my chamber. I don't know. This is awkward. Oh, oh, oh. 
Uh, there are people here. You cannot just leave. <laughs> and also, don't don't have sex in a church. Gross. I think we have one more person we have to talk to, and that's uh, Balance Current. Hi, my name Balance Current. Hi, I the, I was the bookkeeper on the. Uh, the oh world. no. Bartleby, you have someone coming at you, coming after you, man, John. Oh, no. <laughs> I start, like, I start like writing as quickly as I can. <laughs> Look at this. All, Words permitted is out of the off the charts. Balance current. No, the it's you know not too long in the festivities that the master of gales himself asks to speak with you in private, Cassius, um, mm-hmm. or at least away from the hoi polloi of the party. If you want to invite uh, crew members, you can, but he, he brings you back to a small kind of side chamber okay. where there's candles and incense and things like that for the church. Is he looking flirtatious too? Mm, hello, Gavin Gizzius. Mm, uh, no, he's, uh, hello, master of gales. He undoes <laughs> his robes as you get back there. <laughs> back behind the choirs. That's never happened before. No, and from, <laughs> from within his, his robes, he produces a scroll case from his belt and, and pulls from it a, a long piece of, of parchment. It wasn't just the purse you've been handed with this wedding. The regatta is a double-edged sword, my boy, as it is my pleasure and duty to give you this. And this paper is is a, a land ownership document, a deed, and a, a claim to rights from pirate decades ago that landed on this far-off island, the the Isle of, of Empty Eyes, so named for the, the curious statues that leer from its shoreline, uninhabited, fraught with danger. Make no doubt, but not that pirates of your capabilities can't handle, though many before you have tried and have never returned from, from that place. Aye, I hear that's where Captain Olivier went went missing many uh, years ago. Many, many uh, a pirate ship that has, has lost against me, I'm sad to say, have still tried to tackle the island to prove themselves worthy of a seat on the council. The pirate council seat is as good as yours, but oh, winning a race. Don't make a sailor, nor a captain, nor a freebooter a lord. What you say is true. Only, only a select few gain the the ability to call themselves Lord. You'll you'll have the land and, and you'll have the race under your belt for sure, but you're going to have to show the members of the council that you can tame the island and make it your own if you want to rightfully claim your seat. A bit of a strategic point, but if you can turn this island into a, a permanent base, build up a small settlement and make it so we can make raids into further outside line shipping lanes, then the pirate lords will come a-calling in three months hence to see if you're worth the honor of a the seat that has been bestowed upon you. They will expect to be feted with all that befits pirate lords of, of their stature. Provided they, they see your operation, they like what you're doing, they will then and there allow you to take your oath of loyalty and, and grant you your rightful seat on the council and mayhap even sponsor more than a seat if you can butter them up enough. And if not, well, I mean, you wouldn't be the first winner of the regatta who has failed to live up to expectations. Suppose that is of some comfort, but it always, it always 
cools my heels hearing talks of pirate oaths of loyalty always has seemed such a double speak of a thing. Three months time, Captain Gaseous. Three months time, they'll they'll come a calling. Feel free to invite whoever you want to to this feast in their honor. But the the pirates who are, are chosen, the members of the council, are out of my control. I understand. I thank you for for running the regatta and for passing along all that you've told me. No problem. I'm going to go get get some 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 more appetizers. Those were look very good. Yes. Did, did you see they have smoked fish? Mm. Oh. <laughs> no, I can't say I can't say I did see that. I'll I'll have to get that myself. I do all of my own cooking, so it is very nice to that be able to impressive. get out of the ship for uh, every once in a while and have a nice meal. So you understand? Yes. I don't. Founding a character one oh one. I think he's alone on the the Kraken. I don't know if he has like other crew. If he just does it himself, <laughs> he just turns into like a giant bear and is like in the rigging. He's, he's actually like a terrible cook, but like nobody has the balls to tell him no. It's <laughs> <laughs> all the cook. Oh my specialty! Taste. It's it's <laughs> boiled flip flop arg arg. Uh, Birkenstock on the flambe. <laughs> <laughs> Anto, are you indeed trying to slink into the the back of the the temple? Not not interact with the partying, the hardcore drinking, the snacking. I actually have a question for you. The the light canoodling and making out. Not that. No. So, what? I had a question for you. Uh, I'm going to assume that there is a contingent of sailors left on the Tidebreaker. Is that correct? I think there must be. Yeah. You know, f- you know, there's probably still a party going on back there, but yeah, there, there's some. Okay. Is it possible for him to slink back to the Tidebreaker? You can. There's already an officer like Ambrose Croup is, you know, you're, you're designated uh, as ship, ship's cook. You know, stay behind with the, the vessel kind of guy. Designated mm-hmm. fuddy-duddy, not allowed to go to parties. <laughs> I mean, he's he's drunk already all the right. time. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean. He doesn't you know. need more. He doesn't, yeah. And he gets he gets jealous if he sees people eating food that he didn't prepare. Question he, the second. Yeah. We lost people on this race, didn't we? He, yes. I forget. Not that. many, but I think we lost some people. Did I, did I mark it out? I think Werner Herzog killed some of our crew members. Giggles jumps. Yeah, he'll do that. Well, they they certainly went down and and people went into the the drink. I don't know if anyone died from from that. I think certainly some people have been like lost limbs, perhaps bedridden for for a time, taken taken out of the race. So you were towards the end, probably down like five or six crew members that were on the injured list. No, so I'd like to think that um, if he can, he would like to show back up on the on the deck of the of the Tidebreaker, the Master uh, of Arms. Sure, sure. I think though, before you you get a chance to leave, maybe as you're you're slinking away, you, you hear a voice behind you telling you to to hold up the the dying light of the 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 ship lights and inside the the Temple of Besmara, Temple of the the Sea Wraith here. You see Tessa Fairwind coming up to you with a a extra cup in her hand and in offering it up and says, Leave it leaving so soon, uh, Mr. Honto. These sorts of celebrations are not for me. 
In fact, he'll take his hand and just kind of gently push the cup back towards her. It's not rum, if that's what you're thinking. I, I noticed when you were in my household, you did not imbibe with the rest of your crew. And well, as, as a, a winemaker myself, I, I can understand why it, it might not be to your pleasure, but I, I did leave a, a batch unfermented and, and had my winemaker sweeten it with some cane sugar. And I have a few firkins of the stuff I can send along if if in you'd enjoy it. Here, ha- have a taste. Is that grape juice? It is. Yes. Sweetened grape juice. That's what I'm describing. Um, he gets a somewhat crooked smile and he says, I appreciate it, but I hope you understand that I have learned not to trust the words of our kind. He, he suggests. Not to trust the words of our kind? Pirate kind? Pirate. Pirates. Pirate kind. Pirate kind. This is uh, totally a pirate. He's super a pirate, you guys. She, uh, she'll take a sip from from the the glass. If you know, if you're worried about that, the other side, and uh, uh, we'll still offer it to you. But says, you know, I, I understand you perhaps are not the the party type, Honto. I I don't like big big to dos like this myself. But they are important. It's important to keep up appearances. You understand? I saw you. You know, I, I was at the soiree when your captain got his letters of mark from the Hurricane King. And, and I saw you then wander away from that crowd as, as well. Are you not allowed to have a good time? What, what is the matter? My feelings, my feelings about the situation I'm in are complicated. I am supposed to be here, but most of who I am, what makes who I am, it doesn't want to be here. The life that we are in, you know, whether those amongst us chose it or we are press ganged onto a ship, you know, it's the way of things. And I always say you, you, you go where the tide takes you. And that's to say, you know, feel free to struggle, but you're going to have more time, uh, a better time if, if you you allow to yourself to go with the flow and and relax. You'll get a little bit of a smirk and he says, you'll find that if you're in my situation, it definitely makes it easier to understand that any decision that you make and any decision that other people make guide you directly where you're supposed to be. Does as, does the fame that you get from running a race like this or, or the money, does that not interest you? Why, why, why is it you're sailing these seas? Because it's where I was sent. I will admit that being in the, the court of these despicable sorts and proving to be their superior... It's difficult for me to not let that impact my ego a little bit, but I am trying not to let it get to my head. Right. I, I can understand the hardships of, of sailing life. And, you know, if that be your point of view, point of view, then if, if you look at everything like that, you'll see a sea of trouble everywhere you go. You know, we, we on the pirate council do have the ability to make a, a difference out there for for folks that feel feel trapped. And if your captain wins the seat, all the more allies that I have more more good we can do. You understand that? If you have that ability, then I recommend that you kill Barnabas Harrigan. <laughs> if we were simply to kill every single pirate captain who's ever taken a life or shackled someone themselves, then uh, we would be in an all-out war. But I mean, I, I myself would love to see an end to the, the unchecked barbarism of, of our sorts, for sure. The, the fighting pits do need to be closed. 
press ganging and in, in, in general outlawed in, in the code, but I, I need more allies to do that. It's not something that can be done overnight. Uh, How do you I, bring up the fighting pit specifically? Well, I, I, uh, I, I've done some asking her around about Captain Cassius and his officers, you understand, and I've, I've heard some things indeed, but it's, it's things like, like those. I, well, I need people in places where folks can rally behind and see those changes through, you know, the, the book of the shackles here has not been completely written yet. And it, it requires good folk to, to set forward and take up the pen and engrave their names. Does this, does this make sense? You know, I, I'd like to, to leave the shackles when I do, knowing I've, my actions have made a difference. Listen, I'm not, I'm not asking you to, to stay here at the party if you are indeed leaving, but I, I, I am asking you, as, as I, I think I, I know the, the kind of officer that you are, to keep your captain's ear, Honto. You know, give your counsel freely and, and, and never feel like you have to, to quiet yourself. I, as I said, I've, I've asked around about you and Sandara, Rosie and Candoso and, and Alaris, and you all, well, I feel like he's in good hands with you and the other officers, so if that makes sense. I don't disagree. All right. If you need anything, you know where I am, and I believe your captain and I have a debt to one another that we we still need to keep. So please do not be a stranger. Hmm. I'll consider it. She offers you the cup again. It's really good. It's very sweet, if that's your thing. He'll just lift a brow, and he'll take it, and kind of lift it her direction with a raised brow, and then start to walk away. As you walk away, she pours in some alcohol and it's like it's really good with with rum it's, it's <laughs> delicious with, with alcohol as well i'll I'm take gonna, your word for it we're gonna call this this the sparkling drink a spritzer i think <laughs> grape spritzer meanwhile as he as he walks away once he's out of earshot and eyesight he'll just go ahead and dump it off the side of the dock jeez <laughs> dude i made that with my own mind seth I invented grape juice in this universe. I would tell you. <laughs> Late, I googled what a small barrel is called. It's called a firkin. A firkin. All right. A firkin? Wait, this is something you already knew, Tyler? Yeah, there oh, there's a there's a tavern in Portland called like the Dirty Firkin. You know this. You should know you should know this. So. The Dirty Firkin. That yeah, is yeah. the nastiest sounding place yeah. ever. I <laughs> Ooh. That makes me think of Flurkin. Isn't Flurkin the name of the alien in Captain Marvel? Sure. Oh, that's a deep Pat? cut. I'm not sure. Oh my sure. gosh. I only make deep cuts. Y'all got deep cuts. Is that, is that what you're going to say when you stab Cassius in the back for the Captain <laughs> <laughs> I only make deep only cuts. Deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, the, the party continues into the wee hours of the night, but eventually there comes a a foul wind that blows up from beggar briar through the open doors and, and open air windows of the temple. And it, it, I mean, it's like someone cut a deep fart that the crowd goes quiet here and a, a retinue enters the church and at its head stands none other than Barnabas Harrigan himself flanked by his officers and crew and all eyes kind of turn and suddenly you realize they're all on Captain Cassius and the, the reigning officers here. As you see this massive Bonnewat sailor stepping forward and everyone parting out of his way. 
to to meet you, Cassius, at the the center of the church around the small tidal pool. The the priest of Besmara kind of senses things and comes over and says, oh, "Gentle sailors, may I remind you the code amongst the free captains here in Port Peril? The only blood that can be spilled is <coughs> from the blade of our hurricane king." <laughs> I feel like. That's exactly how he would sound in this situation because he's freaking out. <laughs> yeah, you see out of the corner of your eye, Tessa Fairwind coming back inside and she turns her cup upside down as she slowly walks over to the the firkins, the kegs, the barrels. And you see her right hand man kind of nonchalantly holding her weapons at his side as she moves up and kind of gets within range of them. What what do you say here, Cassius? Cassius grabs a, um, uh, like, you know, a, a big, big old mug of, of ale besides his own, and he kind of, you know, stumble-s towards Barnabas, and he says, Captain Harrigan, as I live and breathe, mate, I thought you sailed off and wouldn't be a part of these celebrations. I am very glad to see that I am incorrect. I assume you are here to raise a glass with us and to celebrate Besmara and... Uh, the Tidebreaker's victory. Look, I even brought you a drink, mate. And he like holds out, you know, like a little drink to, to, to Barnabas. Yeah, he just kind of like looks you down. I think he's got a few inches on you. I'm sure he does. In more ways than one, Tyler. Uh, and he throws his arm out violently almost. This episode, uh, I swear. In <laughs> C-17, right? Very Throws out his arm violently, kind of looking like he's going to strike your gut. Can you make me a will check? Because he is not striking you, but you might flinch. Oh, no. And I'm balancing. I'm balancing a, a thing of rum. Mm-hmm. We'll take oh, that the will. account. Oh, oh, I rock the will. Oh, it's a critical success. 34 <laughs> on the will as you don't even break eye contact as he comes in with like a... And throws out his hand right in front of you with just like crazy amounts of, of power and, and force to 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 shake your your arm. And he says, I, I came here to congratulate the winner of the race and make tribute to you and your crew of three head of cattle, and five casks of good inner sea wines. There are cheers from the crowd as as tensions ease and the party continues here and his pirates will begin to to make nice with, with your pirates. Yeah, we'll take the drink and offer to shake your hand. Uh, yeah, Cassius will offer it. I mean, Cassius offers it confidently. I'm expecting... Last time I shook someone's hand, I got the life force drained out of me, so I'm expecting to be stabbed again or something. Yeah, no no, no poison on his, his gloves or whatever. He, he grasps your inner arm, you know, in, the, in a pirate lock and kind of like pulls your arm a little close and, and turns it to look at the silver shackle on it and just kind of stares it over as uh, not even looking in your eyes as uh, Captain Cassius may a word with you in private after all the fine gifts you've laid upon me and my crew it's just the least I suppose I can do yeah it's like equivalent of about a half a plunder point so I mean, it's it's not a insignificant mm-hmm. amount. We're gonna co- we're gonna come back with those uh, cattle. Ambrose is gonna be like, <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> lose his mind over all the things he can make with that. He's like, I can 
I can catch so many sharks with these. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably could. Yeah, he'll he'll lead you out the the backside of the the temple. And there was kind of like a, a small tidal pool back there and you'll see his his officers and, and, and crew kind of like make a, a barrier between the, the rest of the party and, and yourself kind of turning their backs on you when when he, he's got you in in private and quiet he says uh, I knew I'd seen you before captain I had wondered if plug had made away with my boat but I recalled your face it was what a year ago now we talk that ship. There was a, a Ramadumi man who's coming at my back, and you warned me back when you were a, a swab on my my ship. You warned me that it was coming. That was you, correct? Ah, I. That was me that time. I remember that fight. I remember the the buckler you gifted me as a reward for for that moment. Bit of a uh, of finer circumstances you find yourself in now, and. Finer clothes as well, eh? Mesmara and fortunes have, have favored me since then. Things have been lucrative. Indeed, for the both of us. Though while I lost that vessel, I am not a man that holds on to grudges. I have my own ambitions for the future, and my schedule is very busy. And while I lost this regatta, I was not running it for the seat on the council, but I was looking for that deed to the Isle of Empty Eyes. When I heard it was part of the prize pool, I knew I had to have it. I've been scouting bases for my future fleet, and I believe it would be perfect, so I've come here for an offer to give you 5,000 gold pieces, uh, freshly minted and and plundered from inner sea treasuries. Half now, half in three months' time when I've set up shop and indeed a, a stake in my my enterprise out there. A silver piece for every gold I produce for the next five years. Your ship gets a payout and you can buy your seat on the council. You can buy two with that much money or buy your own fleet if that's what you want. I'll buy two more ships to add to your ranks. I can tell that this obviously means a lot to your future. You're are making a... A good offer. I'll give you me. I'll give you me answer. But first, I want to talk about old times. You remember? You remember sailing aboard the Brian Banshee? Brian Banshee. Well, that's. I, I've I've sailed under many a ship in my day, but I I I do recall that that was many years ago. What What do you know of the Brian Banshee? Cassius kind of uh, maybe ha- grabs a trinket or something and, and is twirling it in his in his hand, and he says. You know, when I was brought aboard your ship, I thought me fortunes were ill-fated and that fate had turned its gaze to to other folks. But Barnabas, it seems that you and I are quite entangled in a way that I must admit I cannot say I understand. For you see, you and I go much further back than you obviously remember. But I was the cabin boy that Captain Hazar took under his wing aboard the Brind Banshee. I was... The young lad who glowed with tattoos and who was lost aboard one stormy day on that ship. The boy who you wanted to get rid of quite badly. Now, I think you see recognition just kind of like dawning on him very slowly as he looks you over. And obviously 
17-ish years have passed probably since then. You're not sure exactly how old you were back then. How, how old is Cassius now? Like your actual age, Tyler? Or? A little bit younger, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so about that time. And imagine if you're in his shoes. Do you, do you remember <laughs> maybe everything crystal clear that long ago? Yeah, from yeah. when I was like about 15, 14? No. <laughs> he, looks, he looks you over and says, oh, Cabin boy, huh? Yes, I remember you. The tattoos. They called you Waves. What? Well, that was almost two decades ago. I, I can't be expected to remember every pirate I've sailed with when I was merely uh, an I, officer. I, but we have sailed together before, you say? Aye, because I was, I was that cabin boy. And to be honest, Barnabas, Captain, I would love... There was a conversation you had with the late Captain Hazar about, about a prophecy about... About the Hurricane King learning about me. Do you remember any of this? When I was aboard the Brine Banshee, I knew Captain Halazar to make many a, an error in judgment. He was a fair, but a foolish captain. And I remember, indeed, I butted heads with him about you. He, he seemed to be keeping you a secret, and I don't recall exactly why he would not want to tell you to the Hurricane King. It's been so long, it just does not ring a bell what exactly you're talking about. Can I sense motive here? No, but I can. What's your bonus? To Is it perception? It is. Plus 16. Uh, he seems to be calculating something as he is talking to you, and you do not believe that he doesn't remember exactly what you're talking about so he, he continues to talk as he's kind of like thinking about things he's like i do recall the captain being quite cross with me and me asking you uh to put you back in port but i, I will tell you this and now perhaps my theory was true my my people have a, a tale tradition called the twin snakes two serpents destined to bite one another's tail for all time when they died, they'd come back again to snipe at each other. As the wheel turned, they too turned with it. Perhaps we are those snakes destined to, to grapple with one another, Vel. That, that does have a ring to it, and perhaps, perhaps you're right. Cassius kind of sits for a moment of, you know, in thought, and he says, I want you to, he's like, I hope you will continue to ruminate on on any conversations you might have had back then, since I certainly can't not remember them being a, a wee lad that I was, for if you can remember anything that could give me a lead as to what perhaps was going on, I'd be willing to renegotiate the the shares I taken from your future settlement. Also, Harrigan, how much how much of the slave trade are you doing? My coffers do not suffer poor shipping lanes. I make the gold that I need for my crew. I would be willing to take if you, you see the part of my little venture here in the shackles is trying to clean up some of the slave trading that is happening between pirates within pirates. I would be willing to negotiate a lesser take and a lesser amount of gold for the island under the promise that you won't sell or take slaves for profit or gain. This is not a conditional deal. It's not one that you would pass up, Vel. This is hard coin that will be in your hold tonight. But after tonight, I'm taking it with my ship on the morning winds. 
It is a simple yes or no. You have the deed, and I have the coin. What say ye? Hmm. It's 2,500 gold immediately, which is enough to immediately repair your destroyed ship. I have two ships right now. I'm just going to pause here because I do need to think for a minute. Oh, real life thinking. Oh, my goodness. Or uh, while we're paused, I was wondering, um, would it be okay to record just one more short scene with Honto? Like what? He never got to back to the ship. <laughs> oh, oh, you actually wanted to do something specific back of the ship? Yeah, like I wasn't just like trying to say like, he goes back to the ship, ignore the party. Like he wanted to do a thing. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Maybe let's cut to Honto back at the ship while Cassius thinks thinks over the proposal sure um, and what, what, our, our, our wonderful Honto? editor our wonderful editor can can put this in wherever they want to they'll be right here <laughs> <laughs> tyler's thinking in real life what, what's Honto doing back at the tidebreaker so when he arrives back at the the tidebreaker i assume I, I don't know what people's reaction are what what their reaction is to, to to the to the master of arms just suddenly showing up back on the ship i mean I think some people are like coming and going from the, the docks here, but I don't think any other people that have gone to this huge, massive party have, have made it back. So, I mean, we're talking about the 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 other fuddy-duddies are back on the ship with Embrace mm-hmm. Croup. You're talking a Arturo Treacher is left behind. There's Kalki Tarun. Sorry, Jabert. Bartleby finally is there. Oh, you know it. You know it. He's... <laughs> He's uh he's he's double checking his math. He wants to make sure that all the all the fees have been paid, but not a cent more. Sharpening his knife. How does Bartleby react to suddenly the Master of Arms just returning from the party way early? Oh oh, he's got um he's got like a hundred things to tell to tell you about. He's just like he's been waiting for an officer to come back so he can just like rattle off like like a million little things that he's noticed. Actually, actually, really, truly, uh, we could be saving at least three percent on ropes if only we would not use one of the sails. So like, I mean, it's just it's just like, just from my perspective, it's just like, this is really like savings. This is money walking out the door. I'm not going to forgive uh, myself for bringing Bartleby into this scene. Honto, <laughs> Honto, so, I mean, so I mean what, what do I you want to do, Seth? I'm sorry. So, so as, as a response to this, uh, uh, Bartleby sees kind of like a warm smile on Honto's face and he's like, Perhaps you should tell somebody else about this. But if anybody I, I, else I, I, is like, go ahead. I, I, I run off and I say, Cocky Tarun, Cocky Tarun, you come over here. I've got some things to say. If, if, if anybody's reaction is like, you know, snapping to attention and being like, oh, we were totally guarding the ship and that sort of thing. <laughs> Ambrose is <laughs> unconscious on the deck. He's, yeah, he's the officer in charge. That's almost expected. Yeah, he'll just inform the crew that he's just back early. And uh, he's not here to check up on them. He's not there to punish them. He just wants to see how they're doing. And uh, oh, it's great not being at the party, sir. Oh, boy. It's real awesome. Do you know how to play an instrument? You're talking to Kalki Tarun? It's like, I whoever play, whoever said that. I play a mean harmonicon. Ah. It's like a squeeze box and a harmonica. Why don't you go get that? No, oh, okay. Deedly, deedly, deedly. You, you, you want some music accompaniment? No, he's just going to 
try and comfort the crew that didn't get invited to the party because oh he is a uh, he understands what it's like to be somebody who is on a ship and not valued uh, so oh he, he wants to make we're sure making ones included we're making d team here get ready to uh <laughs> <laughs> role play dad murdering jim arturo treacher Kalki terrain no no, like, no 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 we dumped off dad murdering jim he's 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 somewhere else now <laughs> <laughs> i forgot he get no someone else <laughs> threw him a rope <laughs> he fell off the ship okay uh Bar- Bar- can we, can we... does his best dance it's passable <laughs> barely passable <laughs> it's all legs there's no upper body movement <laughs> uh, yeah can we can we wrap this up and go back to captain cassius where a barnabas harrigan is waiting for an answer this has been real time like five minutes has passed as you're thinking <laughs> Yeah, I know. Looking at a a wrist wrist sundial, it's like dark out, so it's not working. I still, I, I I will say, as a player, this is a very difficult decision because just to talk through what I've been thinking, Cassius is a uh, I don't know if I've ever said this before, but he's kind of a greedy boy, you know. But he also knows that making a deal with Barnabas Harrigan is not something the rest of the crew would probably very much approve of. But he also doesn't know if it's really... Well, I mean, Barnabas did say that it was listed as part of the prize pool, so it would be very obvious if Cassius came back and was just like, no, there's no deed. (laughs) That was just a joke. You know, like, he would have to... And if we're being technical about it, I think Alaris won the... (laughs) won the deed. So, not feeling good about it? What what would you say to, to Barnabas? Bar, uh, I think Cassius would say, Captain, I can't tell you how that a lot of me, to be honest, really wants to hand you this deed and, and take your money. But if I did so, I would pro- I would most likely lose half of my crew this very evening or get mutinied against myself. Sometimes even captains aren't as free as perhaps we say we are, as I am bound by promises I have given to those who have pledged their loyalty to me, so I am sorry, but unless you are willing to negotiate terms, I I must say no, although it breaks my heart to do so. You continue to aggravate me, then. Expect there to be consequences for your decisions, Captain Vell. Not just for yourself, but those under your banner. Today, the waves on the shackled sea are calm, but when... Storm clouds gather, and those waves begin to break. Know that you could have put an end to any enmity between us this day, and you chose instead to further our divide. He storms out uh, with his 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 officers and crew kind of streaming out behind him as, as you can return to the party and perhaps try to enjoy the rest of your evening before you make ready to make sail for your own island that apparently has a, a worth of about 5,000 gold pieces. But we we wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. But uh, all that is a tale for another time and another book here on A Dead Man Roll We will get to the island next week. Next week. 
Unless there, there's some random encounters along the way. I don't know. Maybe we'll roll. But next time on Dead Men Roll More Crits. Guys, thanks for playing with me. Thank you, Thank Patrick. You, Patrick. Thank, Thank you. you, Patrick. Listeners, thanks for listening. You do not want to miss <laughs> the explosive start of this book. Uh, that'll be next time. Thanks for supporting us on Patreon. Thanks for listening wherever you do. And, and we'll catch you next time on Dead Men Roll No Crits. Remember, everyone. Go ahead and go to the Cosmic Crit Discord to submit your ship names for for all the characters here, considering the contents of this episode. <laughs> the shipping <laughs> names, not like... Oh, oh I was just uh, like... I get it, I get it. <laughs> not boat names. I'm not talking about yes. boats. Ships. Yes. Two two ships. Yar. Goodbye. Night. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Yar.